0: the enlightened church thank you for joining us for today's message on podcast we pray it blesses you and causes a shift inside of you stay tuned for the word we love you when we feel the holy spirit calling us in any way it could just be in, you know the way god speaks is just we often wait for god to speak like call our names in a very scary way or a very loud way sometimes god just wants to speak through the wind through the noise, through the music. God can speak through anything. The moment your heart starts to long or to yearn for something deeper, more than, something, more than a surface level um, experience, once your spirit starts to yearn for that kind of thing, lean into that. Because in that moment, God is calling you and he wants to deliver something to you. And I am very sure, irrespective of our numbers this morning, God has poured something into our hearts that would, over, that would spill over into our new weeks, into this month and the rest of the year. And I trust God on that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're about to show us today, God. It's more than we know better than we expect. Thank you, God, for you are the God of beauty. You're, bringing be- you're causing beauty to rise out of the ashes of our past and the ruins of our present. Thank you, God, for you don't care about our, merc- our mess, for your mercy exceeds our mess, God. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, God. Teach us from your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, um, if you've been with us in the last uh, about three weeks now, we've been on a series. Help me, masks. I said, help me. Nobody helped me. Wow. Amen. Amen. Masks, and um, we've been dealing with facades and, and, and different appearances. The people put that we all put on. I not I, I, I not I didn't mean to say people. We all put on that. Um, that does not exactly justify or, or do justice to how we feel internally, right? Uh, um and we dealt with the fact that we 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 said tough does not equal strong and we should drop the act drop the faking right you need strength acts for strength and because you need strength I, I mean strong i mean acting strong does not mean you cannot cry you cannot weep you cannot not know what's going on it's just simply uh, being strong is receiving strength that last like i said i'm um, I read, and I think it was the Amplified Version where I said, God infuses strength into us. We receive inner strength. That inner burning again, right? No matter how down we are, no matter how far we've gotten in whatever thing, God can bring us back up. Amen. That's the power of strength. When we fall down, we get back up. Bible says the righteous man falls seven times and gets back up again. Amen. That's what strength does. Tough. Whenever tough uh, tries to um, act strong, for so long it breaks down and guess what happens it crumbles it gets it and it's not easy for someone who's been acting tough for so long to bounce back because they've been acting tough and they have not been strong amen amen and last week we said something that we last week we, we we discussed something that was so wonderful so powerful i don't know if you were here last week let me see your hand all right good now if you loved last week's sermon let me see your hand all right good okay now because are people who will fake it, like they don't want to fake Pastor Man and all that. All right, let's do this. If you think last week's sermon should ever be preached again, let me see your hand. If you think I did a perfect job to that sermon, Pastor Man, don't preach it again. Because if you preach it, you might mess it up. Just leave it the way it is. Let me see your hand. All right, that's how you know people who do not think the sermon was great. <laughs> Amen. Just joking. Um, we thank God for that. And last week we discussed thirst, right? And this week has been—I I don't know—this week has been a lot for me. Um, God has been pouring a lot of things, pouring out a lot of things. By the way, our dig this last week, if you missed it, it's been, it, it was probably one of the best digs we've had so far. Because we felt, we felt God really poured into us, right? And we said something, we said we need to identify our whys to rectify our what. Meaning, we need, to, we need to ask, whenever we go into certain places or certain things, we need to ask the question, Why? Why am I here? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I in this job? Why am I at this school? Why am I doing this, studying this class? Why am I doing this? Because if we don't know our whys, we will not know what we are gaining from them. If we don't identify our whys, our wives will not know what our, circle, our cycles and circles are. If we identify our whys, why am I doing this? Like the Samaritan woman, why was she? Why has she been jumping from one man to another? Why have you been going to those places instead of God? Why? What have those things been? Only when you identify why you have been going there, can you know what they've been giving you? And only then can you rectify. Amen. And we discussed so greatly on that last week. And like I said, I don't think I want to touch you or mess, mess, with, it, mess with it or mess it up. So if you want to listen to it, it's available online. Do all that. Do all that. But today, I trust what God is about to show us. God is about to take us to a whole other level. Amen. And um, this morning, I mean, I brought like, I have like, Three full pages of sermon and Holy Spirit took about the X amount of time from <laughs> my sermon time. Amen. Yeah. This morning um I want to preach it. My, my my okay, the title of my sermon this morning is Trapped in a Mask. In a mask. Say it with me. Say trapped, trapped in, a in a mask. Say trapped, trapped in a mask. Because I was doing uh, I was doing my research and I and I asked, I asked this question. Who was the first, or who were the first, or who, where was the first mention of mask in the Bible? Right? I, I discovered the first mention of mask in the Bible was not your granddaddy or great granddaddy or your celebrity, um, your celebrity crush who had the plastic surgery or whatever. No, no, actually, no. The first mention of masks, you will not believe this, was actually, or the first mention of people who masked in the Bible was actually Adam and Eve. You wouldn't believe it, but I want you to go with me into the book of Genesis chapter 3. Real quick, Genesis chapter 3, and we'll go into verse, we'll start from verse 6, alright? Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6, it says, um, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her dumb husband who were sitting with her, and he ate it too. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they realized they were naked. Go back. And they realized they were naked. I love that. So they stood fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. I love that. And they hid. I want you to underline hid in your Bible. From the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man where are you and he answered i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and so i hid go back i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and so i hid so the first mention of people who actually masked in the bible was adam and eve and the only reason they were masking was because of shame so shame causes us as humans to naturally wear a mask. Shame causes us to hide. Ever since the fall, in, 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 ever since the fall of, of creation, shame has become a natural thing, a natural call. Shame has become a natural call and its response has been hiding. From the, ever since the fall of creation, shame has been a natural call and hiding has been its response. That's why you see a kid a little kid who knows nothing damages something in the house or breaks something in the house what does he do he runs because of because of his, because of fear he runs away to hide we find adam and eve people who have been walking with a loving father every day every evening the loving father will come to the cool of the go- will come at the cool of the day to into the garden to walk and to, to chat with adam and eve they will commune and communicate the loving father who saw what who saw the sin there and atrocity they had committed but because of shame that was introduced through the forbidden fruit what happened we find adam and eve hiding from a loving father so shame has been a, a, shame has been a call ever since the fall of humanity and its response has been hiding for so long we have been masking so the first people who masked in the bible were not even was not even me the first person to mask in the world is not me the first person to fake in the world was not me the first person was Adam and Eve. So since the fall, shame has become a natural thing. Not because it is right, but because of the forbidden fruit. Hence, it has lived in the heart of every man that ever walks this planet. Shame. Trapped in the mask. And I, I, I want to show you another passage of scripture in, in the New Testament, of course. And, but before, before I... Um, show it to you. Let me give you context real quick. This is the book of this is a uh, book of Matthew by the way. Matthew 6 to 8. We chapter 6 to, to, verse, uh, to chapter 8. But before we go there, um so this passage of the scripture is Jesus, this, this is Jesus and by the way, this is probably one of Jesus's best this is probably um one of Jesus's um longest sermons written, documented. Right? It's called the Sermon on the Mount and probably one of his long like one sitting sermon that cover, that span two whole chapters alright that's pretty long alright so he preached for hours and hours and hours and in that same Matthew 6 you find the Lord's Prayer our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name the kingdom comes thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us Lead us not temptation but deliver us from all evil but that is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen that's in the book of Matthew 6 in this same Sermon on the Mount, we heard Jesus talk about the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Inherit the earth. Blessed are those who, um, who, who are blessed, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Are, these Beatitudes are the things that Jesus said on this Mount. Beautiful things. Not only that, he didn't stop there; he went as far as saying that the see the birds of the air, they neither sow nor do they reap, but their father provides for them. How much more does the Lord, Father love you? This same, On this same psalm on the mount, he said, Do you see the lilies? Right? Clothed in majesty. Not even Solomon. In all his raiment is as beautiful as this thing. But even if the Father cares, as much as the Father cares for them, do you know how much more, I mean, he cares for you even much more. Jesus said these beautiful words. And by the way, he's saying them to you today. He cares much more for you. He cares for you more than you can ever care for yourself. More than you have ever cared for yourself. And, and as Jesus gave all this really, really, really beautiful, beautiful speech, then comes another man whose shame almost denied him a miracle. And I want you to go to the book of Matthew chapter 8, everybody. Matthew, book of Matthew, chapter 8. We'll start from the first verse, Sorry. It says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, "Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean." Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. "I am willing," he said. "Be clean." Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Verse four. Then Jesus said to him, "Say that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer that gift, offered the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them." Now, um, this man that we just read about he had leprosy he was a leper and this man was deemed to be unclean based on the um, the laws given by god in the old testament in, 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 in the, uh, some of the levitical principles right some of one of some of the laws given back then was that every person who is unclean that is anybody who has any skin disease of whatever kind who is who has leprosy is supposed to be put out of the camp Right, so the natural principle is if you have a nat- skin it's, it's disease or anything, because you have to be put outside of the camp. So that was the natural principle. So this man was deemed unclean because he was actually unclean based on the laws God gave back in the Old Testament. And as and, and I just tried to picture this man in my mind, right? That as much as I just kind of like think of this man, and think of myself as this man. As as much as he he screamed to be like everybody else, as much as he screamed to have his own family as much as he screamed to go out for holidays to go for vacations and do all of these things he couldn't as much as he screamed for a normal life like everybody else and like everybody seated here he couldn't because he was trapped in shame i mean jesus was there preaching for hours and hours and hours and hours preaching the sermon on the mount but because of this man's leprosy he could not come out to, to he could not come out to where jesus was preaching He wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't come because he felt shame. And because of that, he probably had to hide. He had to hide behind the rocks. As Jesus was preaching on the mount, he couldn't come because he was trapped in his shame. Everybody was there listening to Jesus give his beautiful and wonderful speech about the Beatitudes, but he couldn't because he felt shame and he felt trapped. Because everybody... Everybody is where Jesus is at. I mean, imagine if Jesus is here right now. Wouldn't you want to meet with Jesus? But in those days, you couldn't come to public even if you wanted to meet Jesus. Because he, and he called him because he was a leper. He was trapped in shame. And let's talk about shame for a minute. right? Let's talk about, let's talk about shame for a little bit. Shame keeps us out of the light. Shame holds us back. For some of us the only thing that's that's between our honest our being our uh, between us being honest and, and and receiving healing is shame because when there is shame there's vulnerability I and mean, when there's i mean when there's um sorry when there's honesty there's vulnerability when there's vulnerability there's openness but we know how much we do not want to be open because we know how much skeletons we have in our cupboards and the moment we start we expose that skeleton guess what happens we feel naked like adam and eve felt and when we feel naked what happens shame is attached and attracted and because of shame we are not able to fully approach healing because we feel trapped and this poor leper felt trapped too and many of us are like this man deep down inside of us is is a version of us that's hurting that is broken but on the outside it's an unbridled smile we smile so hard so so much but the inside of us we are broken like this leper. I mean, we've made mistakes, from abortion to murder, to stealing, to doing drugs, to doing all of this. Stuff. We have done it. We have been addicted to pornography. We've made, a, we've made an idol out of sex. We've been abused and molested at young ages. We've gone through all this. This is our ugly past. Something we don't, we're not proud of. Something we don't like to share because of the shame. I mean, we can have the finest houses, the latest vehicles. All the Jordans and Yeezys ever made. Face me like there was no tomorrow. It probably even happened to us a long time ago. We are just as broken as this leprous man. Because nobody is willing to see the truth. And now we have been forced to hide. I said this in a sermon I preached, I think last year. I said, um, Time does not heal wounds, time does not heal past wounds. Time only shifts our focus. Time never heals past wounds. It only shifts focus. I remember what I said last week or some weeks ago. Mold grows in the dark. What we don't expose cannot be healed. And so we assume when as time goes on, don't worry, things will get better. But well, things don't. Our focus only shifts. Because time does not heal. Time does not possess the power to heal. The only thing time can do is change our focus. And I even thought to, tie to my, give my sermon another title, I don't know, maybe another twist for those who are interested or whatever. I thought to tie to my sermon, Help, I'm Hidden. Trapped in a mask, Help, I'm Hidden. Some of us are trapped in a mask we didn't even ask for in the first place. Because I see a leper in all of us. I see a leper in myself, screaming for a normal life. But we are trapped in the shame of who we used to be, trapped in the shame of who we probably are right now. Trapped in a mask. In a sh- in, in in a mask we didn't even choose to wear in the first place. And now um. Now here's where here's the twist in my sermon, right? Because I want you I want you to follow through. I want you to follow through with all of your mind, with all, with all of your heart right now, please. Adam and Eve, right, became slaves to the very, very same gifts God freely gave them. Wisdom. When God planted that tree in the midst of the garden, He didn't plant it, plant it at a feel safe or and in case anything happened, tree. This might upset your theology or whatever, but God actually planted that tree in the garden for Adam and Eve. But just because it was, the fruit of that tree was taken out of the rightful, its rightful context or container, guess what happened? Evil ensued. And then they became slaves to the very same thing that God gave them in the first place as a gift. This might not make sense, but just follow through, follow along. The very same thing God gave Adam and Eve in the garden, as a gift, they became slaves to it. They became slaves to the the evil that ensued out of it. We have become slaves to money. We have become slaves to fame. We have become slaves to power and authority. Haven't we? We have become slaves to popularity. We have become slaves to our phone. These things were created by God as gifts to help us and to enhance our fellowship with Him. But guess what? Just because it was taken out of the right its rightful container and context, we have now become slaves to the very same thing God gave us as gifts in the first place. And that's that, 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 that was the number the one the problem with Adam and Eve. Some of us, the only opinion we have about God were those things we heard someone say in the church. Some of us grew with so many of those religious traditions that it has altered our perception of God and has gotten our view of God all twisted up. And now we have become slaves to the very same thing God gave us to give in, in the first place to save. We have become slaves of the very same thing God gave to save. And now there's so much legalism and 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 these people are just being overly religious. God gave you this. God gave us this, this word, this Bible, to save us. But because i have been mean, taken out of its rightful context and containers, so guess what happened? We have now become slaves to it. We now serve God now not because we are we find it as a privilege. Guess what? We serve God now out of compulsion we have now become slaves to the very same thing God gave in the first place to save. I mean, what do you think was the problem with the Pharisees? They became slaves of the very same thing God gave them to live freely by. The very thing God gave the Pharisees to live by, the children of Israel to live by, the Pharisees became slaves of that very same thing. When we begin to see our service to God, as, as a compulsion rather than a privilege we become slaves of the very same thing God gave in the first place to save Trapped in a mask. So, all going to make sense in a minute Now this is where this is where everything gets real crazy for me Because I am one of those people I'm about to mention some of us have built our relationship with God on a religious high You know what that is we live for the goosebumps we think goosebumps are all there is to God's presence. We live for the loud music, or the slow ones, the hymnals, all those things we do in church. We think that is all there is to God's presence. Now we have built our faith not on God, but on feelings and hype. And now we have become, we have become slaves to the very thing that was given to help and assist us in faith in the first place. When we build our relationship with God on a religious high, we don't have real relationship with God. We only, have, we only have a relationship with God through music. What happens? We build our faith instead of on God. We build it on feelings and on hype. The noise, the, the jumps, and all that, ha- that happens on Sunday morning. Some of us have become slaves slave to the camera, to the lights. The very same thing God gave in the first place to enhance His gospel, His message through whatever medium and means. We have now become slaves to those things. We become slaves to social media that was initially created to enhance communication but now become slaves to those very things we become slaves to robots can you imagine do you know how okay let me your phone can you, just let me your phone for a minute do you know how do you as simple and as fragile as, as this as fragile as this object is do you know how many how many of us are slaves to this thing I mean right now we can never live without this thing anymore to wake up in the morning no more clocks come with alarms anymore everything is on your phone set alarm set reminder set this set death date set birth date set everything wedding day everything now is here our lives revolve around this same thing and you're telling me we have not become slaves to this object this object was supposed to enhance communication now if i take a picture on my phone and i don't look good i feel bad now if I, take a, if I open my selfie and I take a picture and I see a pimple on my face, I feel bad and discouraged. And I, open, I swipe through social media and I see other people taking good pictures and I'm like, God, how come they're so pretty and so beautiful and looking so good and I have it all put together and I don't. And you tell me, you're telling me we have not become slaves to this very same thing God gave us in the first place. Thank you. Trapped in a mask. And the crazy part of everything is this. Some of us are just trying to hide our past. That we hide ourselves in it. We forget our true selves in our past. Because we are trying to hide it and cover up our past. Some of us just get all swallowed up in trying not to be who we used to be. That we forget who we really are. Behind us. We become trapped in a mask. That's what shame does. That's what shame does. Shame converts us from sons to slaves. Shame, that's what shame does. Adam and Eve, friends of God, are you telling me God did not see they ate the fruits in the garden? He did. But the moment they ate it, what happened? They became slaves to the wisdom and thereby slaves to fear. And guess what happened after that? They hid. From the one who came to them. Do you see how crazy it is? The loving God, a loving God, loving Father, who saw that his children had sin, still came to meet them, still came to fellowship. But just because of what the children, Adam and Eve had become slaves to, guess what happened? They had to withdraw now. Away from God's presence. And they withdrew into shame and into hiding. Shame converts us from sons to slaves. And now we believe that we have to earn God's favor. We have to earn God's love and God's peace. Something he freely gave us in the first place to begin with. That's why the leper was asking, if you are willing, if you are willing to heal me. And you forgot what, Jesus, what God said in the book of Isaiah 59, that God's ears are never too heavy to hear, neither his hands too short to save. But just because of what, just because of what he has become a slave to, that's what shame does shame converts from son to slave and now he thinks he has to earn christ christ's love and christ's healing we assume now we have to earn it from god we have to work to get it we have to work to measure up to the the grace that god has freely given us in the first place that's what happens when shame steps in that's what happens when shame steps in that's what happens when shame, shame steps in shame turns people from son to slave Shame had turned that, that leper we read earlier, turned him into a slave of, of fear or sin. Someone who, someone who probably had a family. Bible never told us if he had a family, and Bible never gave us his name so we can put our names there. Someone who probably had a family, could not go to his family anymore because of the shame of his skin disease. Many of us want to, as much as we are crying for the world to see who we really are, we cannot show the world who we really are. We gonna go into relationships because when there's relationship, there's vulnerability. When there's vulnerability, there's openness. And when there's openness, we have to tell tell, people, tell the other person about our past. And now we don't tell other people about our past because we're scared of our past. And what do we do? We hide our past. And yet, the dangerous part sometimes we hide our past so well that we hide ourselves in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now every day we are running on, we are running on how do I put this, on a gas that's bound to come up short at the end because it's not even real we are wearing so many facades and that's why we have to tell one lie upon the other lie just to cover the previous lie because we know that no lie can really hold on for so long I mean that lie can only last for so long at some point the truth will come out and what do we do? we put on another lie wear another mask on it wear another mask on it wear another mask on it wear another mask nobody's wearing only one mask everybody has multiple because no facade or mask can hold up the truth because here's the thing when your knowledge of god i mean what when your perception better still when your perception and the truth collides one has to bend for another when what you've heard about god and what god really is collides, one has to bend for the other when what you've what you've heard for so long and what really is collides, one has to bend for the other it can never stay i mean they can never go shoulder to shoulder one has to submit shame has to submit to the Savior and when that man asked him Lord if you're willing I picture that man behind the rocks hearing Jesus see all those beautiful things about beatitudes. hearing Jesus say judge do not judge or you will be judged and Jesus say, ask and he shall be given unto you. Imagine Jesus saying, he heard Jesus say, ask and you shall be given unto you. Yeah, he could not ask, Jesus, give, Jesus, heal me. That's what said, Jesus, if you're willing. That's what shame does. Instead of you seeing God as your father, you see him as the master and you as a slave. Even though Jesus said in John fifteen fifteen that I no longer call you, I don't call you servants, I call you brothers. But that's the only thing shame does he relegates and most of us are trapped beneath this mask most of us are just trapped in 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 that hiding we are trapped in a mask and with with shame and with this mentality of slavery then comes legalism. that's why you assume that you have to do a certain thing to earn god's favor in the first place you have to do something to measure up, of, measure up with the grace He has given you in the first place. That's why you find so many people in church who are always pointing fingers, who assume that they know more than someone else because they assume. They just, that's what the Pharisees were doing. They read more. They read all the Torah. They read the scriptures every day. They meditated. They prayed. They fasted. They did all of those things, but they had become slaves to the very same thing God freely gave in the first place to begin with. The only reason God gave the law was not, was not just to, um, of course it was to bring the children of Israel to the end of themselves, but it, also, it was also to show children of Israel a loving father. But just because they had become slaves of that thing, they couldn't see God as a father. Rather, they saw the hard side of God. That's what happens with shame. That's what happens with shame. But this is the word God has given me for us this morning. As we progress into our week and all that. Actually, there's a sermon. The sermon preached um, before our one year anniversary. It was actually preached by my sister. And um, this was actually the title of our sermon. And when I was preparing this sermon, God whispered these words into me. And I, I don't really know, but this is the exact same thing God is saying. God asked me to tell someone today. God said, don't stay hidden. Step into the light. Someone say, they says don't stay hidden. Step into the light. That's the only thing shame does. Shame traps you in darkness. Shame tells you there is no way because you can never earn it. Shame tells you do not see the people out there. Do you not see how healthy they all are looking. You have leprosy. Do you not see the kind of past you have. Do you not see the kind of person you are. Do you not see all that you have done. Do you not see the abortion. Do you not see the murder. Do you not see the drugs. Do you not see the lying. Do you not see the stealing. Do you not see the cover-ups. That's what shame does, do you not see? Shame keeps on pointing you to the past, but Christ is pointing you to his cross. Christ is pointing you, look, don't look at your past anymore, look to the cross where I took all your shame, all your past, all your, pro- all your problems, all even your present errors, future troubles to come. I took it all upon myself. No longer look to the past, look to the cross. Don't stay hidden, step into the light. Don't stay trapped in that shame, yes you did it, yes it did happen. But that's, what, that's the only thing the enemy wants. The enemy wants you to become a slave to shame. The enemy wants you to become a slave to fear, but God is saying step into the light. don't stay hidden. Bible says we are like a, we are like a house set upon the hill which shall not be hidden. That's what God wants for you to be. Do not be trapped in the mask. do not allow the enemy to trap you in the mask. Because listen, Christ is always willing. Christ is more than willing to forgive, to heal, to restore to reassemble every broken piece that's who Christ is that's what that's his his masterpiece Christ is never going to say hey how did you break this part of your life hey you messed up you see you deserve all this that happened to you Christ never says that he says hey come, come just as you are you don't need to be perfect with God listen this is the beauty in everything when Christ was preaching and saying all of those things on the Sermon on the Mount he knew there was a man behind the rock there He knew there was a a leper waiting. He knew there was going to be me. He knew there was going to be you. And when he finished preaching, he went directly to meet him. The same way he has come to meet us today. Hey, I am here to heal you. Don't stay hidden. Step into the light. Don't stay hidden. Step into the light. Look at what it says in the book of Romans chapter, chapter 8, verse 35. I love this. I love how the NIV has it. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or vulnerability, or past, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. We are not slaves to fear. We are not slaves to the past. We are not slaves to sin. We are more than conquerors. We are more than our past. We are bigger than what we did. I am more than what I did. I am more than my past. I am more than the records of the past. I am more than my errors. I am more than my mistakes. I am more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For so I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future hip, nor the past, too, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor the weight of my sins, nor the weight of my past, nor the weight of my conscience, even, nor anything else in our creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't stay hidden. Step in the light. Hey, let me tell you one more thing. That light is freedom. That light is freedom. Step into freedom. I would say where there is freedom, the of Lord is where there's what? There is liberty. There is freedom. Don't stay hidden. Don't stay trapped anymore. Step into the light. No longer. No, don't, don't stay hidden in the dark. Don't be trapped in that mask anymore. God has come to take all those shaves upon your upon shoulders. So you can walk freely. You can walk knowing that, hey, I have freedom. I have something that I I have peace, I have this peace that the world cannot take away because the world could not give in the first place. I am no longer a slave to that thing, or those people, or that thing. I'm no longer a slave to validation. I'm no longer a slave to affirmation. This I have. Gift God has given to me. I am a child of God. Listen, I may not be able to control what happened in the past. I may not be able to control what I did yesterday. I may not be able to control what happened in the past, but from today, what's today? What's today's day? Someone tell me what today's day is 19. What's the time right now? 10 Ten forty one. From today, the 19th of September 2021, I may not be able to control what happened in the past, I may not be able to control what happened yesterday, but from today, the 12th. What you said 12th? 19th of September 2021. 1041? 1040 1041. I choose to walk in the light. No more hiding in the dark. Emmanuel I did you call your name, whatever your name is. Welcome to the light. No more tra- being trapped in the dark. From today I choose to walk in the light. No more hiding in the dark, time for the light. No more hiding in the dark. Does no matter what my dark might be. Does no matter what my past looks like. But from today, I start to walk in the light. From today, I start to walk in the light. I am no longer who people say I am. and no longer what I did. I start to walk in the light. Welcome to the light, Emmanuel. Welcome to the light. I should no longer live trapped. I should no longer stay hidden in the past. I come into the fullness of Christ's love. Let's be on our feet, everybody. I am no longer who I, I'm not who I used to be anymore. The light of Christ has flooded in, in my heart. I am not a slave to fear or slave to sin. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hey, this message bless you anyway. I need you to do a couple of things for me. One, join our online growth community. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at T Global. On YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the bell icon to know when we post a video on you. Like this video, comment what spoke to you, what transformed something inside of you. Two, share this message with your friends, your family, even your enemies. Three, pray by giving and whatever God lays in your heart to give. Do so by hitting the link in the description below. Hey, go out. Be transformed and be down in line. God bless you.